so excited, right? All of us so excited. We've already said it, but just, you know, I was sitting behind you. I couldn't see your faces. So just to go like this, all these faces we've been praying over for weeks and months. And, you know, because for many of you, you signed up last February and it seemed like this week is never going to get here. And now here we are and everybody has arrived. Is that right? Yeah. So that's just great. Yay. I mean, answer to prayer. We've prayed over every detail we could think of, and a lot of it was your travel things and, you know, all of that, so that's good. I know that a lot of you are longtime friends of Established Footsteps, which is the ministry that puts on this event, um, and so you, you know all about who we are, but some of you, you're getting acquainted with us for the first time this weekend. So we say welcome, and we want to get to know you as a ministry, and we'll certainly answer any questions about what we do. There is a sheet right here on the table if you'd like to read a little bit more about who we are as a ministry, and really it's our women's ministry division that puts on this um, this event this weekend, and if I can just tell you, this is my favorite thing that we do. So this is, this is me, because I love the beach. I love hanging out with women that I love, and I already love all of you, and if I don't even know you yet, I know that I do. And on top of that, I love to teach God's word. And so you put all those three things together, and it's just like a little bit of heaven, right? Yeah, it is for me, and, and I hope that that's what is going to be um, for you this weekend, too. I know for some of you, you have spent a great amount of effort to get away for the weekend, whether you traveled all the way from Michigan or, you know, Pennsylvania or, you know, just to get away from your job or to be able to get away from your family or just lay some things down. And, and so our prayer is that it's going to be a little bit of heaven, that it will be worth all of that effort. Um, and you'll be able to know that, you know, for a long time after uh, this time. And so our prayer has been that you can just have a weekend that's full of eternal blessings, you know, as you, as you sink your toes in the sand and as you sink your heart, really, into God's Word, because that's what we're really here to do. You know, when we think about both sand and about the Word of God, it makes me think about something that Jesus said in um, Matthew chapter 7. And we want to spend just a few minutes this, um, tonight before we even have dinner, as we're just getting started, um, to just think about a few things that are going to get our thought processes going in the direction that I think the Lord would have us. But in Matthew chapter 7, it's the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And it's this long sermon, like three chapters long, that Jesus, uh, Jesus spoke. And he had said all these things. And I want to read for you what he said and then just share a few thoughts about that. He said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them may be compared to a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and burst against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act upon them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and burst against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. You know, at the beach, it's very common, isn't it, to build a sandcastle? Maybe some of you guys will even do that, you know, uh, this weekend. And it's quite common for people to try to build beautiful lives in this world, too, right? And as I read this, what I'm hearing Jesus say is that on our own, left to our own, by our own ideas and our own standards and our own thinking and our own will, we're going to build lives that really lack the true substance and the strength to stand and the foundation that we need. But if, 
if we will listen to him and live accordingly, we can build lives that are richer, right? And stronger and of lasting substance more than we can ever know. It makes me think about probably about eight years ago, we went on a trip to the beach. We try to do that every summer. And that year we took my nephew with us and we had my son and both of them were in all their middle school glory. If you know what that is like, <laughs> middle school boys are a rare breed, all their own. If you've never had one, you should really do it. But anyway, um, yeah, so we took them with us and they, they had all these ideas. But one thing was they were going to build this, you know, huge sandcastle. They brought the huge shovels from home and one day they worked all day long building the sandcastle. And it was beautiful. I mean, their, their shoulders were aching, they were sunburned. And I know that they knew that it wasn't going to be there tomorrow. But at the same time, I think as they worked, maybe deep inside them, they were hoping that there was going to be a different outcome. But sure enough, we wake up the next day and it's gone. And yet, right down the way from where we were staying, there was this jetty of rocks that went out into the shoreline. And every night, the waves crashed against those rocks and they never, ever moved. And that's just a picture of this passage, right? This weekend, we're going to talk about eternity. And the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes 3.11 that God literally put eternity in our hearts when he designed us. He designed us with a desire and a capacity for something way beyond who we are. He built eternity into our hearts. And I really sense as we began uh, the weekend, typically we jump right into dinner, you know, and we really don't have any kind of let's get our thoughts going in a certain direction until after dinner. But I really sense as we began the weekend this year that God just wanted to put that word right in the middle of the room. And so that's why you see it right here, okay? The word is there and God's putting it in the middle of the room because he wants to start a conversation with every one of us about eternity. So if we could just think about what we just read in Matthew as a conversation starter. In fact, last night, even as we were praying, I just had this picture in my mind of Jesus sitting on this huge, amazingly beautiful coffee table, right? And I, I just saw him with crossed legs, just kind of spinning around, like, and looking at each one of us in the eye and just trying to engage us in a conversation about eternity. Because when Jesus speaks about building a house on the sand or a house on the rock, that word house is really synonymous with a life, right? And he's talking to us and starting this conversation and saying, where are you building your life? He divides people in that passage into two different groups. People whose focus and energy and determination and efforts and finances and affections and all of that is going toward building a beautiful life right here in this world, right in the sands of this world. And then he talks about people whose focus and energy and determination and affections and finances and all of that is pouring their efforts into building a life in eternity on the eternal rock of Jesus. See, the one who does that realizes this is only the world. It's not going to last. It's here today. It might be beautiful. I might work really hard for it, but it's not going to last. It's got no eternal value. So she makes a conscious decision. I'm going to invest and pour my life into something that's bigger, something that will stand forever. And in the scripture we just read, Jesus uses a word that I want us to think about for a minute, and it's the word compared. The word compared. You might not have heard it, but he said that person may be compared to someone who builds their house on the rock or someone who builds their house on the sand. And see, it's one thing to know that Bible story. I'm sure, raise your hand if you had heard that before, right? Or you grew up seeing it with me, the wise man built his house upon the rock. I mean, we know the Bible story, right? And we know the song. Yeah, you can, 
questions, but they didn't let us dance at my church growing up. We weren't allowed. So we had to do it, stand real still and just do our hands like that. But it's one thing, right, to know the story, to know the Bible story, and even sing the song. It's a whole different thing to lay that Bible story alongside your life and compare it to your life and to let it get into to your soul, right? And the way you view things and the way you value things and the way you handle this vessel that God has given you uh, to do life in. See, Jesus' whole point in telling that story is not just to have a cutesy Bible story for kids. It's for people to compare their lives to that story. And I don't mean comparison in the sense of, hey, let's compare me to you or you to this other lady that you just met and my house to your house or your job. None of that. In fact, as women, we do that really, really well, don't we? Yeah, we're masters at that kind of comparison. And we're not talking about that at all. In fact, if we could just say from the very beginning, of the weekend let's just leave that outside the door all right because God brought every one of us here for a purpose and a reason he created every one of us with worth and value and he loves us and he loves us enough to draw us everyone from all these different places into this house he knew you would be here I know he was planning this weekend last year. We were so disappointed when we couldn't get the week because we thought, you know, it's just going to be, it's just going to be even colder. And look what God did. And so he he knew that you were coming, and and that to me is just his stamp of approval on this weekend and what he has planned for us. And just him smiling on it, you know, he'd still be here if it was pouring down rain. But hello, I'll take this, right? It's amazingly beautiful, and it's and it's awesome. But he cares enough about each one of us to draw us away and give us a weekend to talk to us and have a conversation with us about eternity, asking us to compare our lives, not to one another, but to his word here. And so if we can, from this first moment of this getaway, you know, know that God's asking us that question, where are you building your life? And start thinking about that. Am I building in the sand or am I building on the eternal rock? This is a great place, and we've already heard it a lot, and we too, you know, we walked in and went, oh, this is awful. I mean, awesome, great, it's just great. It's a beautiful place, and our friends are great. Some of you are reconnecting with people, you know, that you already know, and you're gonna make new friends, and the beach, it's, it's just been great. Some of you had that great shower in your room. Like, not everybody has it, but some of you, you'll have to ask for a tour if you don't. But some of you have an amazing shower in your room. It's great, and we're going to do some great things. And Julie and Rachel are fixing some great food, and we're going to have great activities and all that. Great, great, great. But you know, the greatest thing that's going to happen here this weekend is God himself having a conversation with you and you choosing to engage that conversation. You know, because in conversation, you can kind of sit back and, you know, give the seventh grade boy answer, right? Uh, grunt, whatever, you know, or you can engage and participate and be all in in that conversation. And here's the thing, when you have a conversation about comparison, something always comes out as better, right? In a comparison, there's always something that rises to the top as the thing that's better. And if we'll let Jesus have this conversation with us, he's going to show us that the eternity life choice is actually better. And see, here's the thing about eternity, too. It's really a much richer word than what we typically tend to think of it. You know, in our culture and by any English dictionary, you look online or the old school kind, you know, that you open up, you're going to find the word eternity. The definition is going to be something along the lines of time that won't ever end, you know, time that lasts forever. And in Christian circles, we kind of attach a synonym to eternity a synonym for eternity would be heaven, okay? 
And it is all of that. It is time that's going to go on forever. And it is, a part of that is heaven. But I would tell you that I think the biblical word for eternity is much richer and much broader than all of that. In fact, I really believe that the enemy, Satan himself, has stolen so much of the abundant life that God has for us in us misunderstanding what that word really means or just minimizing it to, to that. It's so much more. And so this weekend, when we have this conversation, we're going to be working with a definition of eternity that the Lord has been building in me over the years. And He's been having these conversations with me about eternity probably since I was about 30, 30 years old. And I'm not going to use our Bible study time together to try to, you know, show you from a theological doctrinal perspective why I think this is the definition of eternity. Um, I can certainly share some of those things with you if you'd like. I think God has some other things for us to do. I hope you'll trust me um, as a Bible teacher that this is a definition that really is just rooted in the whole of Scripture and solid in that way. And it's challenging to what we typically think about when we hear the word eternity. But I want to read this definition for you and don't feel like, oh, I want to write this down. Don't worry about that right now. We're going to give it to you. You'll have it um, written down and we'll talk about it a lot. But this, just listen to this and just kind of soak it in right now. It says, eternity is more than an infinite length of time. It's a depth and a breadth of relationship with the one true eternal God. Eternity invites us to live with a rich substance of being and an infinite extent of divine life and glory that weighs far more than what our fleshly lives can envision or ever contain. We just believed it was really important to allow God to get this eternity conversation from the very beginning, to get it started. And I personally want to just share uh, real quickly with you too, um, as I'm going to be, I get the privilege of standing before you this weekend and sharing from God's word, and it is a privilege to me. Um, I love teaching God's word, and that's a work that God has done in my life. But I'm going to be the one, the mouthpiece that God is using to have this conversation, but it's really a conversation he's having with you. And so I want you to know, as I stand here and I'm saying, you need to compare your life, you know, where are you building? He's saying it to me too. I'm, I'm comparing my life too. And, and I've been doing that for a lot of years, and I will continue doing it um, this weekend. But I can remember when the Lord first started having these eternity conversations with me. And at the time, I, I, like I said, I was late 20s, maybe 29, 30 years old. And, and I was in church every Sunday. I loved God, but I was doing my best to build a serious sandcastle, if you get my drift, okay? Because um, when you build a sandcastle, you know, we've probably all done it before, you usually use a bunch of different sized buckets, right? And you have to get the right mixture of sand and water so that when you put it in there and get it just packed in just so and get it smooth when you dump it over there's not going to be anything that's not in the exact right form well I had buckets everywhere at that time in my life if you if you get my drift and I was constantly trying to fill them up and turn them over so I could create you know this life my my mind and my heart were so focused on the things of the world didn't mean I wasn't going to church or that I didn't love God but I was trying to build a life in the sand and I put all of my time and my energy and my affections and my money and my 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 thought processes all, all of that into building a beautiful home building perfect children which that never happened happens, um, you know, positions of influence or approval from people or appearances that look just so. And I would spend day after day 
pouring myself into these things. But here's what was happening. Many of my buckets weren't working. You know, that's so frustrating when you're building a sandcastle and you think it's going to go and then it goes like that, you know? And a lot of the time it was because they were filled with fear. They were mixed in with selfishness and pride and a bunch of lies. And for the few times that they did work and I'd get them over just so by the end of the day or the month or the year, something came along and messed them up. And it was because most of my efforts were not focused on things of eternity. God put eternity in my heart. That's how he created me. But I was building in the sand. And the more I discovered that I could not build the kind of life that I really wanted, that my soul deeply desired, because God had put that, that in me, that, that desire for a bigger and a greater and a more, the more I kept having to deal with change and things not staying the same and transition and less than and all of that, I just got so frustrated. I got frustrated with myself. I got frustrated with the people around me. I got really frustrated with God. In fact, I was actually pretty angry at him. I mean, it was just like, why can't I build a great life? Why can't I do it? And how come when I finally get it just like I want it, something messes it up? And then I finally started to listen to the Lord and have these conversations with him about eternity. And I realized I'm just building everything on the sand. And I had even convinced myself that I was building on the rock from the Bible story, you know? I just thought that's who I was. And I'm so thankful that God cared enough about me to start having these conversations with me and showing me, Sharon, you're not building on the rock. You're really building on the sand. The desire for eternity that God has put inside of every one of us can never be accomplished in the sand. And we will spin our wheels and be frustrated if that's what we continue to do. And so this weekend, God's going to talk to us about that way. And we do want to encourage you to, uh, to just join in in every way you can all over the Word of God. If you start looking for it, it's everywhere. God is talking about eternity in his word. But this weekend, we're going to specifically sit down with him in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we're going to work our way through it uh, verse by verse. And there's going to be an emphasis on four words that are, you're going to become very familiar with. They all start with V. It's vision, vessel, value, and victory. And they're going to take us through this whole chapter. And we're going to especially center in on the words at the end of the chapter that say, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, because what is seen is temporal, but what is unseen is eternal. And as we move through the weekend, ladies, those words, they're going to start growing in our minds. They're going to start resounding from our lips and hopefully really enlarging our hearts. They're words of eternity and eternity is a destiny that God has for every one of us. So we're going to pray for our dinner and we're going to pray to get this eternity party started. Okay. God, we're excited about this eternity party. We're excited about these conversations that you want to have with us, God. And we know they're going to be great, God, as we engage, as we just come before you and let you talk to us. And then we respond back to you and then you talk some more and then we listen and we ponder and we think and, and we let you pierce our hearts and, and, and we come to you and God, it's just going to be this conversation all week and long. And Lord, what better thing to do than to hang out with our father who loves us like you do, God. 
and has put eternity in our hearts. So, Lord, we're excited. And I'm just speaking for all of us in this room. Lord, we're ready to have these conversations with you. And so, God, I also thank you for the dinner that we're getting ready to eat. We thank you for Julie and Rachel and their amazing kitchen over there and all the good things we're going to enjoy in that way. And we just pray for rich conversation around the table, God. Thank you so, so much, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay.